Welcome to the Made to Lead podcast, the podcast demystifying leadership one episode at a time. Today's episode is brought to you by the Illinois Leadership Center, because the world needs better leaders. I often think of life as a collection of stories. Last week, when I sat down with one of my fellow Illinois Leadership Center student employees, we discussed the ways that her childhood heroes had impacted her life in the long term. Each of these heroes has a story, and their stories impact our stories, the stories that we live every day. To talk more about childhood heroes and the ways that their stories impact us even now, I sat down with professional staff member Seth Yoder at the Illinois Leadership Center to chat more about his childhood heroes and the way that they've influenced his views on leadership and life. Well, first of all, thank you so much for joining me today for the Made to Lead podcast. I'm so excited to be talking with you, your first Illinois Leadership Center pro staff employee um, for this season of Made to Lead. So this is an extra special episode for us. Um, To start off, would you mind telling me and our listeners a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your position at the Illinois Leadership Center? Yeah, sure. So my name is Seth Yoder. I am the assistant director at the Illinois Leadership Center over the I programs. Um, and just a little bit about myself, I've been in the Champaign-Urbana area now for about seven years. I came here for graduate school um, to pursue a master's degree in education, um, emphasis in human resource development. And I've been working at the university now for about six years, um, doing training and development and leadership development. Um, in a variety of capacities and roles. Um, And I've been here now at the ILC since November of last fall and really excited to be a part of the team. Absolutely. So for our listeners who might not be familiar with what an I program is, would you be able to tell us a little bit about that? Certainly, yeah. So um, we have a variety of different I programs. Some of our I programs are offered in person entirely so what we call our traditional programs where um, students participate in six hour programs Um, uh, both of those programs um, uh, cater to an audience that's interested in innovation or networking um, develop uh, leadership capacity in those areas then we have several programs that are blended where um, students will participate in programs that are several hours of coursework online um, using Canvas. Um, and then they will attend a, uh, an in-person program for a couple of hours. Um, and those programs cater to students who are interested in um, uh, change management, uh, system thinking, um, uh, personal values, integrity, um, and then also in areas of um, looking at how to use leadership to collaborate. Um, and so, and then we have one program that is entirely online um, that's done also through Canvas, through modules on Canvas. Um, and that program focuses entirely on um, ethics, um, values, morals, and how those types of skills are utilized in leadership roles. Um, so that, that's just kind of a, a summary of what the programs are. Um, but of course, anybody that's interested in our I programs, they can always reach out to me. 
um, at iprograms.illinois.edu or give me a call anytime that you want. So to dive into our central theme of today, um, childhood heroes and how it impacts leadership in the long term, do you have a childhood hero that really inspires your leadership style? Yeah, so I I thought about this for a little while um, when you first reached out to me. And I think the one childhood hero hero that really stands out to me the most was Robin Hood. Um, At the time, I remember thinking about Robin Hood as a rebel because he was kind of going against the king and the establishment and the law enforcement. Um, But really, he was doing all of that because the people in power at the time were abusing their positions. Um, now, as a child, I probably didn't recognize that as much. I just thought it was kind of neat that Robin Hood was was a rebel. But looking back on it now, you know, he was essentially going against the status quo because he they were he, the status quo was bringing harm to his community. Um, and so, I think the big leadership takeaways from me from Robin Hood was that. Um, that A, he recognized that um, that power, that corrupted power was not good and he needed to do something to, to stand up against that. Um, and also, I think that he also kind of embodied a, a leader that wasn't really in it for himself. In fact, oftentimes he disguised himself so that he wasn't recognized for his actions. So this type of kind of altruistic um, leadership is, is something that really stood out to me. You know, the interesting thing about both of those uh, aspects of leadership, though, is it kind of went against, it stood in stark contrast to what I was taught as a child, right? That we should respect our adults, respect our teachers. Um, and in a sense, you know, Robin Hood was kind of bucking the system, bucking the the authority. And so I think what I really learned from that, particularly now as adult, is that, you know, sometimes we have to do things that are not necessarily uh, in vogue. But, you know, if it, if they're bringing harm or abuse to the community, you need to, to stand up and, and be a leader when leaders are not doing their job. So those are some some of the things that really kind of stood out for me from my fictional childhood hero. Absolutely. Well, in a connection that I see back to the Illinois Leadership Centers and to uh, some of the eye programs that you were talking about earlier is uh, this year I had the opportunity to to do the online integrity eye program and what you were talking about just now about Robin Hood being able to question question authority when it is directly harming someone or directly oppressing someone I feel like that idea was really represented in the integrity eye program that I took so I, I love the ways that we can see we can see these lessons that we learned as children come back to us all the way as we go through college and then go through adulthood. You mentioned uh, being told when you were a child that you need to follow the rules, you need to follow your teachers. But were there any uh, real life heroes in your life that gave you other types of leadership lessons? Yeah, absolutely. So. So two leaders that really um, stuck out in my mind, uh, one was a, a little league coach that I had, um, and then my third grade teacher. So I'll start with my little league coach, Coach Perry. Um, it was funny because I hadn't really thought about Coach Perry in quite a long time, but as I started to kind of go back through my memories of him, I, I do remember him being kind of a hard knock life 
kind of guy. He was, he was a little bit grisly at times. Um, but one thing I do that really stands out to me is that um, he cared about every kid on that team so much. Um, one story that really comes to mind for me is that we were all learning how to catch fly balls in the outfield. And um, one of our teammates um, had the misfortune of catching a fly ball right in the face and right in his eye. And he got this giant black eye and, and Coach Perry, you know, attended to him, took him off to the side, made sure that he got ice on his eye and took care of him. And, um, you know, but then several weeks later, we, we came back out to practice again and, and we're doing the same practice. And for this teammate, he, you know, this, this teammate was obviously terrified of having to go back out and do this, this practice again of catching fly balls. But what Coach Perry assured him, you know, he, he gave him the, the, uh, the appropriate instruction and, you know, showed him, you know, what, what he needed to do to be able to, to avoid a similar situation and catching the fly ball right on his face. Um, and he ultimately was able to, to successfully catch the fly ball. And what that really taught me then and what it really kind of sticks out for me still today is that we're all kind of struggling with, with fear. I think we all kind of come from a place where we're afraid of the things that we don't know. And we really need, just need somebody to be able to be there to show us that we don't need to be afraid, that there are things that we can do to overcome that fear. Um, and, and while that, that teammate maybe never went on to be a real successful player in baseball, um, I think the valuable lesson there was that even though he was very afraid of that situation, he learned to overcome that fear. And I think that was one of the great um, attributes of Coach Perry is that he was he was really a big proponent of teaching us not to let our fears um, take advantage of us, not to be afraid of putting our necks out on the line and never really. And one other thing that I, I really recall from um, from Coach Perry was never really being satisfied with coming in second place, setting that expectation to be um, to always succeed, to always overcome whatever fear it was and that that you may be encountering. And I that was something that really stuck out to me. And I I try to kind of subscribe to those values in my life now, and, and particularly when it comes to uh, leadership education is that helping people to overcome fears and, and understand that, you know, that they can leverage their skills and abilities to be able to overcome anything that type of adversity that may be in their way. Um, the second hero that I have um, is my third grade teacher, Ms. Clark. Um, so by the time I was in third grade, I had had some success in sports. I was the president of our student council um, and well on my way to probably becoming a pretty confident teen, but I was struggling with, um, with some of my schoolwork, particularly in math. Um, and I was kind of overcompensating it with my confidence. I had convinced myself that, you know, kind of like Coach Perry had taught me, you know, don't let adversity stand in your way. But I was really kind of just putting up this facade around my inability to do some of these things in the classroom. And so what Ms. Clark really showed me is that it's okay to not be good at something and to acknowledge, you know, that you're not good at something and really work at it and, and really find, find joy in some of the things that you maybe don't necessarily have as much passion in, right? Because 
you know, at that time, math was not the most exciting thing. Baseball was far more exciting to me. And so I was obviously putting a lot more time and practice and energy into the things that I really enjoyed, but neglecting some of the things that I didn't enjoy as much. And so her, you know, um, ability to help me find the passion of the things that I didn't necessarily as enjoy as much and being able to succeed in those things really has been um, kind of a godsend to me and, and has helped me throughout my life. Now, I didn't recognize that at the time, but looking back at, at both Coach Perry and, and Miss Clark, um, these life lessons have, have certainly left an indelible mark on my life. Absolutely. I I really loved hearing your stories about, about both of those people. I think it's so beautiful how people that are in our lives, even if it's just for a short time, I, I don't know if you're still in touch with, with can you remind me of your, your teacher's name, Mrs. Smith, you said? Ms. Clark. Ms. Clark. Wow, CNS flipped around in my brain today. I, I don't know <laughs> if you're still in contact with her, but I'm sure she would just be so touched to know to know how much you remember her. I think I think it's the greatest gift to to get to be remembered by someone. When you look back upon your life and your journey, is there anything you would go back in time and tell your younger selves about leadership? Hmm, that's an excellent question. I think the one thing that stands out to me is to be patient, um, that you don't have to be perfect on first try. I think that becoming good at something and ultimately being a leader in that, it takes time. Um, I've, interestingly, I've been reading a lot on Benjamin Franklin and reading his, his autobiography and he, he has this quote, or I think he may have paraphrased, haste makes waste. And these are words that I really try to um, put into my daily life now that, um, that I think that if we're trying to rush things or if we're trying to do things um, too quickly, oftentimes we stumble over ourselves. And I suppose when we're young, it, it's probably natural for us to be impatient and not, want, not to want to wait for the world to come to us. But I think now that I'm a little bit older, I'm able to be happy with, with the stillness and enjoying the moment. Um, particularly because I find that the moments are where these moments of stillness are where we can learn, where we can reflect, um, and where we can process how we can apply some of the lessons that we're learning in life. So I guess patience, just to be patient, but that probably, if I went back to my younger self, that'd probably be a tough sell. <laughs> I, I think for me for me too that's something that it's it's funny you bring that up because that's something I'm I'm working on especially right now I'm I like to say a recovering perfectionist and I think it's it's really hard for for me at least to have patience with myself when I really really want to be good at something it has been such a treat to get to talk to you today thank you so much for sharing your stories with us and is there before before we log off is there anything else you'd like to share with the made to lead listeners um I, i'm just excited to hear about everybody else's stories i hope that um, you're able to take a little bit away from what i've had to share today and and learn something from it and i look forward to hearing everybody else's stories right i mean this is just one perspective and I think that uh, what makes leadership um, development and education such an enriching experience is, is sharing that cornucopia of what everybody has to offer. So um, I look forward to hearing more about what others' experiences around leaders and, and heroes are and, and um, 
and I welcome more conversation. So if you are ever interested to continue this conversation, please do reach out because um, this is this is what makes this this place such an enriching place to work. These past few weeks on Made to Lead, we've discussed different people's memories of childhood heroes, whether real or fictional or otherwise. In these episodes, I've gotten the opportunity to hear about people's memories, stories that impacted their lives significantly. And that is truly a gift. I think the greatest award you can be given in this society is to be remembered by someone. Something I noticed about this episode is that the real-life heroes that we talked about weren't necessarily heroes that we see up in the newspaper or on the big screen when we watch the news. Instead, they are everyday people who practiced everyday leadership, meaning acts of everyday care and kindness that help others feel like they can be leaders too. As I move forward in my life past University of Illinois, I'm going to keep at the forefront that I want to lead with everyday leadership in hopes that someday someone might refer to me as someone that believed in them and help them believe that they too could be a leader. Thanks for watching the Made to Lead podcast, the podcast demystifying leadership one episode at a time. I'm your host, Emily Albert-Stonning.